Episode number 15, the In Time Wrestling Podcast, the most bizarre and like intro you'll ever hear in your uh, life. You might as well fucking start it off with a laugh, because we're not going to be doing much laughing. I mean, we <laughs> well, will. We'll be doing we laughing. But... Like, yeah, come on. Like, last night we know is not, is, there's one show that's not going to be like very highly praised here. The other one might get some love. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it will get some love, I can say. I can't say it might. It will. Just 15, episode 15, or 14, or is it 14 or 15? I don't know. I think it's 15. Numbers. Yes. 15. It's 15. Numbers are hard. So is English. <laughs> but episode number 15 here of the In Time Wrestling Podcast, we're here to cover Monday Night Raw and SmackDown from last night. I also, but before we start, I want to give a... Happy birthday to the late, great Mae Young. May she rest in peace. Today she would have been 99. Wow. God bless that woman. She did so much fucking crazy shit when she was still here. My God. It's it's fucking sad that she's gone. Yeah. It's sad. But we, we debated on what we were going to start with. We were going to start with SmackDown from last night. Boy, this was a rough show. <laughs> I... Oh, you can you say that again. <laughs> It was, this was a disaster, I feel like. I feel like this show was being made while it was happening. It, it definitely felt like it. It, just... it had to have. Like, so, first off, the show kicked off with the fucking usual bloodline taking down Brock Lesnar. They keep fucking showing this so much. And now touting it as the, the, the most watched Instagram post in WWE history, and I'm like, <laughs> first of all, all right, listen, I get it. To some people, it's gonna be a fucking massive moment. I get it, but it's honestly not doing anything for me anymore. Like, we all fucking were sitting here like during the build up to the freaking MSG show that they hyped up for no fucking possible reason whatsoever. Because you're thinking, oh, well, Brock's going to have an opponent. Who's Brock going to face? Well, if you'd fucking watched the damn show, if you were there at the show, you saw how lackluster it was. Don't know why they hyped the shit out of it. Like, there was people watching it from, like, somebody live streaming it from the crowd. They were, so they had videos of it for themselves to freaking remember the show. But it wasn't really anything fucking memorable. Like, come on. It's just Roman taking down Brock. It's not like we haven't seen the fucking opposite way of that for years. Yeah. They've done the same thing. Like, <laughs> big deal. Now they're unifying the titles. It's not fucking anything to, like, the, the unification idea is still shit. I'm sorry. It's, it's shit. 
It's one of the main reasons why, for me, WrestleMania this year is... It's just... it's There's no freaking hype for it for me right now. I just... There's some things on the show that I, I'm interested in, but the rest of it's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, they started off with that. We went to the ring, and out came Brock Lesnar. He, he was so hell-bent on getting revenge on Roman. The, I think the funniest thing about this, besides like anything that happened afterwards, is when Brock was coming out, he was just standing there. He wasn't doing his normal like jumpy or jumping around type thing mm-hmm. where he fucking does the his taunt at the top of the ramp. He just stood there, and the pyro still went off. He's just <sighs> standing there and just... I thought it was funny. That was pretty funny. Because he was just stone cold serious. He walks down to the ring. He shows the scar from the from when he was bleeding at MSG. And he's telling him now that he wants blood for blood right now against Roman. Trying to call Roman out here. Like he goes, it's not about WrestleMania. He hucks the WWE Championship into the fucking crowd somewhere. Like, I was like, Jesus Christ, Brock. Fucking chill. Like, he just hauled off and just threw the WWE title like nothing. It, it's... I wonder if somebody caught it. I hope somebody caught it. I hope somebody didn't get fucking hit with the damn thing. <laughs> that would have sucked. Like, he fucking just threw it with no fucking, like, recognition of where he's throwing it. He just took it off his shoulder and threw it. I'm like, somebody's gonna get hit with that thing. Like, holy shit. So, Heyman came out, did his whole shtick about how, talking about Brock and everything else, and did his whole, the the tribal chief is not here tonight. And I'm like, oh great. And he's like, he's telling Brock how it's, it's to protect Brock. And then Brock pulls the whole, you may have, you may be doing this to protect me, but who's here to protect you? And you just see the expression change on Paul Heyman of just, Oh my God, I think I fucked up. (laughs) And just, he starts running. Yes, Paul Heyman running is probably the most hysterical thing I've ever seen in my life. He just, (laughs) he just books it as fast as his little legs can carry him. Just running down the hallway. He's lucky that those fucking security guards were in the way. Fucking Brock is terrifying to watch run. Yeah. Like... We worry about him because he gets, like, what, five minutes deep into a match and he's red as a lobster? Like, but when he starts running, dear God, who's who's stupid enough to get in his way? And apparently there was fucking people stupid enough to get in his way. Like, those backstage personnel are dead. Those first two people got fucking plowed. Yeah. He fucking hooked them, like, into a table. And I was like, oh my god, are they okay? Like, he didn't even do anything special. He literally just fucking whoosh, just fucking pushed them. He did. He just threw them backwards. And I was like, oh my god, they might be dead. Or they might be hurt. Just takes out another one, throwing them against a couple road crates, books it after Heyman, who jumped in a car and drove off. And we left it at Brock Lesnar, just absolutely just furious had to fix his shirt like that. I was like, oh, just throw the shirt off, Brock. Fuck it at that point. You don't have to fix it. Like, yeah. Had to go freaking get him the entire time. Like, come on. So, it was like an okay intro, like, start to the show. Again, it's not 
the the whole unification thing I'm just out of. I'm off it. Like I'm off it. Like yeah. I was enjoying the stuff, but then as soon as you said we're gonna unify the titles and go back to pretty much one title, guess what? Thumbs down on that one. Like yeah. I'm out now. Then so Michael we're, Cole We're at this already? Yes. It oh. was literally the second thing on the show. Oh no. Yeah. The tirade bell is about to go off, so... We'll be here for a while. Michael Cole and Pat McAfee, this was next. They showed us Seamus and Ridge Holland destroying Kofi and Biggie's four-wheeler. So, Megan Morant was backstage with Seamus and Ridge Holland, asking why they destroyed the quad and their chances for tonight's tag match. Seamus joked about improving the quad, because that's what they do, Holland says, tonight will be a proper fight night. Morant asks if that's why they brought sledgehammers. Seamus and Holland go on about how they brought someone better than sledgehammers. Someone dangerous. And in walks Pete Dunne, dressed like he's about to fucking go out on a goddamn, like, golf day. And Seamus proceeds to say, this person's name is Butch. Immediately, I just go, you've got to be fucking kidding me. They have changed Pete Dunn's name to fucking Butch. And uh, I am sorry. There is probably, there was people out there defending this. How do you fucking defend this? I get that, like, a name change isn't supposed to fucking, like, it's just a name and, like, <sighs> oh my god. In the end, it's supposed to be just, like, about the wrestler. But you, you can't you can't expect people to watch a guy named Pete Dunne for, like, five plus years, if not that. I think that's how longer, long. I think that's how long he's for been five years, in NXT. Known as Pete Dunne. And only because Pete Dunne has his name fucking licensed already, has his own name licensed... They change his name. It, I believe it's it's just such a fucking stupid thing. There is there's times you change a name, and it works. And I would comp I would completely be all for it if it was something, if it was some sort of name that wasn't fucking ridiculous. If it, I don't even care if it was. Butch with a last name. Just the name Butch is fucking ridiculous. He just, again, there's names, there's name changes that haven't been bad. There's times they've shortened names and it doesn't really fucking affect that bad. Yeah. Like Cesaro, losing Antonio. Cesaro, Rusev, Neville. They weren't bad. Yeah. It, 
There's there's Parker, name changes. There's name changes that haven't even name changes fully that haven't been bad. Because honestly, when people went on on Braun Breaker as having his name changed, it honestly wasn't a bad name after a while. It got it sunk in. You just go out there and you see this is what he wanted to call himself. This is what they're calling him, and you go, oh god, what the fuck is that? And then you're like, oh god, it's not that bad actually. This is not defendable. It's it's fucking Piper Niven turning to fucking Dewdrop all over again. I'm sorry, there's no... And you can't even fucking say anything about this. Because she's not even the same fucking person anymore. She is relegated and watered down to generic big woman. This is fucking shit. So right now... I'm telling you, this will not fucking surprise me if Pete Dunne is fucking watered down being on the main roster now. I would not fucking be surprised. I would not be surprised. And if it is, I'm gonna fucking lose it. And the fact that this is basically all about fucking licensing, and the fact that fucking WWE wants to own names, and since they couldn't own the name Pete Dunne because Peter England, a.k.a. Pete Dunne, already owns the name Pete Dunne, they have to change his name to fucking Butch. No, this fucking... The first name that they think of to change their fucking name is Butch. Not even with a last name, not any other name, Butch. Just Butch. It is... It, this is the... This is another prime fucking example. I don't care what anybody fucking says. This is a prime example of them eliminating fucking Black and Gold and Triple H... Anything Triple H completely at this point. There is no if ands, buts, maybes. You can say it in 12 different fucking languages. I don't care. It is fucking eliminating Black and Gold completely. It, that's all it is. Champa's already in the fucking state where his music's changed already. Another fucking black and gold original who's now fucking got his music changed. I give it fucking a month and a half before we fucking randomly see his name changed to fucking Rufus or something. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Like... We lose our fucking minds when people got fucking released. At this point, if you're going to fucking stick them with garbage, let them go at this point. I would have rather seen them go than fucking deal with it. Because at the point where NXT 2.0 was and black and gold was getting faded away to the past, I didn't expect a lot of these fucking black and gold people that were still left to stay. I honestly thought they would be gone. As much as we thought that fucking... Bring them to the main roster was going to be something that we wanted to see. It was always that fucking other half that we sat there and looked at and went, Oh, I don't trust this. I don't trust this. And it fucking happened. Again. Another fucking example of, Huh, you want to see them go there, but as soon as they go there, Oh boy, do they get strapped with a fucking drawstring bag full of dog shit. And the thing is with me, is like with name changes, I'm... Like, I'm indifferent. I don't understand the point of name changes because I don't understand licensing. But, the for me, the whole the thing with fucking name changes is if you're going to change the name, change it to something that's actually, like, fucking believable. You're, you're expecting me to... You're... Now, for me, me knowing this guy as Pete Dunne, you're, you're expecting me... To just randomly sit down and accept the fact that I have to call him of all fucking names, Butch. 
The name of one of a fucking, one of the bushwhackers. It's just... Not even a last name. Not any other name. Butch. Just fucking Butch. It, Are we going to... We uh, There's no fucking way the crowd is ever going to chant, Let's go Butch. It's, it's, it's a fucking disaster. It's a fucking disaster. This is like... You can use the fucking Gunther thing. And then not only the fact that he's fucking named Butch... But they have him straut, fucking flaunt out, sh- saunter out to the fucking ring, dressed like one of those fucking famished kids begging for f- fucking soup. Please, master, can I have some more? I don't want that shit anymore. Fuck that. This shit is like, yeah, I get it. The Gunther situation all over again. Yeah, the name fucking had its fucking flaws, but it's working. This doesn't work. And the fact, it, it's not like fucking, when they changed Walter's name to Gunther, it's not like they gave him a complete new fucking character and look and shit. No. This, they changed his name, they gave him a fucking new goddamn style, they fucking told him to shave his fucking head from what it looks Ugh. like. He's, yeah, he's had this fucking look where he's always come out with like a dress shirt and, like, pants that are too fucking short for him, and his fucking shoes that have no socks in them, and I understand, but I didn't want to fucking see a Christmas story version of Pete Dunne. This man came out wearing, like, a fucking gray, sweat-stained fucking goddamn tank top with a fucking... What are those fucking caps called? I don't even know. I don't know either, but... Listen, we talk, you talked about this. You said this. This, him being with Seamus and Ridge Holland is a fucking good thing. I literally said it. I was like, imagine Seamus with Ridge Holland, or or, imagine Pete Dunne with Seamus and Ridge Holland. Yeah. I fucking said it. I never expected it to happen. And then literally, literally the next fucking day, it happens, and they have to fuck it up. Yeah. the, The pairing is fucking cool. The name is atrocious. It's fucking atrocious. You can't... For me, you can't take a guy seriously with the name Butch. Give him a fucking last name. WWE needs to make sure... or Not even make sure. Needs to do one thing. And that is stop fucking trying to own everything. Stop it. You don't need to own everything. People's names, people's gimmicks. If they come in as something, leave it fucking be. For Christ's sake. This is one of those situations of... If it's not fucking broken, don't fucking try to do anything with it. Don't try to tweak it. There was nothing wrong with Pete Dunne. At all. Now you just decide to just take that and just go, Hey, how can we fucking fuck this up already? Because you did. You fucked it up already. So congratulations, you fucking morons. So, we go to the tag match that was announced. It was Big E and Kofi versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. First, for us, this was the hardest fucking thing to pay attention to because we were still going off about the whole Butch situation. We fucking Marcus. Me and Marcus. <laughs> you too. I didn't pay attention to a single fucking thing in this match because me and Marcus were just fucking... 
We were just making fucking jokes in comparison about Butch. I I watched the match, and it this match was a disaster. It was a fucking disaster. All leading up to before the match even ended, Ridge Holland and Biggie were on the floor, and Ridge Holland did a belly to belly. Which proceeded to chuck Biggie over his head, and Biggie either did not get enough fucking jump to get himself over enough, because he goes straight over and lands directly on his fucking neck. And he's just, he's laying there. He didn't fucking move. And I'm like, uh, can we get somebody out here, like, immediately? Like, the, the Butch situation has already got me going off enough. And then we got a fucking match still going on. And there ain't a fucking soul going out to check on Big E. At all. Yeah, n- not a single fucking person from the looks of it went to go look at fucking at all. Big e. At all. Maybe Ridge did on the floor, I but we didn't fucking see it. So nobody saw anything. We didn't see any fucking personnel run down to go check on him immediately. Not referees running out there to go look. Anything. So, the match ends with a fucking botch, too. Biggie, or Kofi was on the top rope, was gonna go do a dive. He got distracted by Ridge Holland, who gets kicked off the ring apron for Sheamus to hit a brogue kick that didn't even fucking connect. He literally just kicked the top turnbuckle. <laughs> Kofi fell over. He pulled fucking Kofi off the top rope, got the three count. I'm like, just get this match over with. Just get it over with. Thank the fucking Lord it was over. This was a fucking disaster. Yeah, everything everything with the fucking Pete Dunn thing, then adding up with the the biggie fucking catastrophe at the fucking on the outside. This whole <sighs> thing was just a fucking mess. It, it was it was a fucking disaster. After the match, Pete Dunn freaking got in the ring, he beat up on Kofi. Seamus and Ridge Holland left with, with Pete, and it's just, I, I I was so glad it was over. I was so glad it was over. We saw Kevin Owens' challenge. Well, but before we do, uh, Big E did come yes. out and say on social media that he did uh, fracture two discs yes. in his neck. He he said that he, he did fracture two discs in his neck, but he still has movement in his hands. He still can he's like got his strength. Yeah, he's got pretty much it. He doesn't all. need surgery. Yes, it's so it's just a time esque thing at this point. There's no damage to his spinal cord. Yeah, so speedy recovery, and I I hope it's a fucking quick one for Biggie because that fucking sucks. Yeah, that was terrifying. When I saw that, I went, "Oh my god, you need to end this now, and you need to get somebody out there." And it felt like it took forever. To get anybody out there. Because I didn't even see fucking medical personnel run out there. When Pete Dunne was beating up on Kofi Kingston. There was like nothing. Nobody coming out. Unless they came from behind the fucking If they did, that was... Like the timekeepers. Hopefully. But I didn't see any. Yeah. Like at all. So. Thank God he's okay in a sense. It's not like he can't fucking walk or anything like that. Thank God. He can move and everything else. Yeah. So, speedy recovery recovery to Big E. We saw Kevin Owens challenge to Stone Cold. We went to a commercial. We got 
Stone Cold's response to it, which I wanted to kind of cover here. We can also throw in because, again, we're probably going to talk about it when we get to Raw because that was what happened at the end of the show. I can say this right now. I'm happy it's a segment. I'm not, I don't, I didn't want it to be a match. I don't think it needs to be a match. It does not need to be a match. Like, if it's a segment where the two of them are talking and Austin lays him out with a stunner, go for it. Let it be like the Piper thing from WrestleMania 21. That's all it has to be. It doesn't need to be anything else. It doesn't need to be a fucking match. The Rock having the fucking match at WrestleMania with Eric Rowan that went four point or two point fuck or point two seconds, I should say, was fucking pointless. Like, this doesn't need to be a match. Leave it as a segment. Austin stuns Kevin Owens. Austin stuns Seth Rollins. Whatever the fuck it's gonna be, just leave it at that. I'm indifferent about it either way. Like I'm for it if if it's a fucking short match, if it's a just a segment, I'm for it either way. Because why would I not be? It's Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. I mean, just just him being there is enough. He doesn't need to be a he doesn't need a match anymore. I still think the the losing to the Rock is a better send off than anyone can ever fucking do. So after that, we got the video package that showed Sammy dropping the IC title to Ricochet. Fucking awesome match as well. Kayla Braxton's backstage with Sammy. Of course, he's not happy as usual with how she introduced him as a former Intercontinental Champion. Saying has a lot on his mind tonight. Kayla shows us TMZ video of Johnny Knoxville flying Sammy Zayn's phone number over Los Angeles on the back of a plane. And asked how he's prepared for tonight's title shot against Ricochet. So he got his rematch. I didn't hear them say that at first because I thought he just said, I'm having a match tonight. We but, didn't hear because we're still busy too. Yeah. Sammy says he hasn't had time to prepare because he's received thousands of text messages and phone calls. His phone's been blowing up all day, so he's done zero preparation. Sammy says he's not worried about it because he's learned that he can overcome what's thrown at him no matter what. Just like WWE management conspired against him. But he still won his IC title back. Sammy goes on and says, Ricochet isn't that good and he's not worried for tonight because Knoxville's not going to be there. So he'll win the title back. Sammy says Knoxville wants Sammy so bad at WrestleMania. Well, he's going to get Sammy, the Intercontinental Champion, instead. Again, I'm, I'm. it was fine with the rematch, having the rematch, honestly. It wasn't going to hurt anybody yeah. having the match, the rematch again. Johnny Knoxville wasn't here tonight, so it wasn't going to hurt anybody to have the rematch at all tonight. So I, I was all for it because their first match was really, was really, really great. It was great last week. Yeah. So even with Johnny Knoxville, like it fit. And plus, I don't really like the thought of Sammy having the IC title going in against a match with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's just pointless because what if, like, who... If it gives it away who's winning at WrestleMania then at that point. Yeah. If Sammy was IC champion. There's zero fucking reason to give Johnny Knoxville the Intercontinental Championship. So, it kind of... I mean, again, even then it kind of gave away what this match was going to be. Because, really, is is Johnny Knoxville and Sammy Zayn really going to be for the Intercontinental Championship? Like, let's be logical here. Yeah. 
So after that, we got announced that there was a Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders versus Happy Corbin, Mad Cat Moss, and Jinder Mahal. So Drew made his entrance. He came out there, and as soon as the Viking Raiders music hit, they didn't come out. We got Jinder, Shanky, Baron Corbin, and Mad Cat Moss beating up the Viking Raiders. We then cut to the four of them coming out one at a time. Jinder came out first, and then Shanky came out, and then Corbin just kind of watched, and Mad Cat came running out, and he drew dropped the three of them. In the end, it turned into a four-on-one in the ring, and then Drew McIntyre again just decimated all four of them. Because Drew McIntyre. It's just... I I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this feud to be over. This is such a waste of everything. It's a waste of Drew McIntyre. It's a waste for a WrestleMania match. Like, it's just nothing. Nothing fucking important in this at all. So, we saw Ronda's win over Sonya next. And how Ronda slapped the ankle lock on Charlotte. We went back to the ring. Ronda came out. She was talking about her match again, how she, how Charlotte called her a one-trick pony, how she only has the arm bar, but then she showed her that she has the ankle lock. It, there's something about Ronda cutting promos that doesn't work, really. She still just doesn't sound, like, excited. She doesn't sound happy. Like, she walks down to the ring, she's all smiley and fucking fucking high-fiving the crowd, and as soon as she fucking talks, it sounds like she just doesn't want to be there. Either that or... And then there's times where when you hear her talk, it sounds like she's trying to rush through them. Yeah. She talks too fast. She's like... I'm gonna be shot with and I'm like, can you just slow down? <laughs> just don't... You don't have to rush it, Rhonda. Like... And then, to make matters worse, out came fucking Charlotte didn't give a shit at this point everything else that was happening charlotte fucking comes on my tv i don't give two fucks it's just there there is zero there's there's really if anybody had any interest in this a lot of the build is getting killed yeah there's just so little fucking anticipation and excitement for this match and i i, I just charlotte Again, I've said it last night, and I'll say it again. I feel like the only thing that's going to come out of this match is if Ronda... Good good that come out of this match is Ronda taking the title. There is no other fucking if ands, buts, or maybes. Because if Charlotte retains, we're, we're fucked. Charlotte cannot hold this title any longer. She needs to get that fucking title off of her, and we need to get her the fuck off TV for I can't even fucking tell you how long. Like All of... I know all of Charlotte's reigns are fucking awful, but this quite possibly could be her worst reign. And this is ever. her longest, one of her longest reigns as champion. Like, this is an actual consistent long reign, and it's been fucking dog shit, this, as usual. This has been one of the worst title reigns I've seen in a very, very long time. She's she's so fucking bad that when she holds the title for a long time, it's fucking god-awful, and when she loses the title, she's just god-awful 
because she can't even hold a title for that long. Like, yeah. not to mention that she's just god-awful. She doesn't fucking help any women's division she's in. Like, at all. Not even a fucking tiny bit. Because even Charlotte did her fucking... She brought her uh-ohs back, and I'm like... Oh, can we get her the fuck out of here? Can we end this already? So, we saw what happened earlier when Heyman, and with Heyman and Brock Lesnar, Cole said Lesnar's no longer, is no longer here, so he had left. Next up, we had Naomi and Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler and Natalya, a match that got fucking changed twice. This is a prime example of they were still probably writing the show as it was happening. Mm -hmm. This match was announced last week as Sasha versus Queen Zelina after the Carmella and Naomi match before. This turned into Sasha versus Queen Zelina, which then turned into Naomi and Sasha versus Queen Zelina and Carmella, and then it turned into Naomi and Sasha versus Shayna Baszler and Natalya. How the fuck did we get here? Like, what the fuck? The hell happened here? Like, did were you just like, yeah, we, we gave away the one singles match last week. Do we really need to do the other? So let's have the tag match because of what happened on Raw. But now we're just going to not have that tag match and then have this tag match. Like... Somebody was literally fucking confused. Like, this show has already was already off to a fucking atrocious start. And then you just fucking showed that you didn't even know what the hell you wanted to do with this tag match. You were like, singles match. No tag match. No that tag match. How about those guys? How about them? Like, boy oh boy. <laughs> fucking, my mind was fucking just melting watching all this. So, Sasha and Naomi get the win, and I thought it was just a okay match. I didn't really care really what it was. Like Yeah, at this point, I was just so disconnected with SmackDown that I just wanted it to be over. It's just... There's... It's like they're trying to give some kind of recognition to the tag titles still, because now they got Naomi and Sasha together, and they have Zelina and Carmella, and we added... Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, like, yeah, cool, you got three teams. But now at this point, Zelina is going to be by herself because this gives it away. They're changing the titles at WrestleMania. It's fucking obvious. Yeah. Carmella's only out here talking about her fucking wedding every goddamn day, and I could give two flying fucks about her and Corey fucking Graves' wedding. I do not care. Congratulations to them, but shut the fuck up about it. I don't want to keep hearing it over and over again. Just, it, it's obvious the titles are changing. But after that, then what? Then we have two teams again. Congratulations. Now you got to fucking debate over two teams again. You'll probably give it to fucking Naomi and Sasha for a little bit. And then Ray and Liv take it. And then we just play Hot Potato again with the tag titles. Can we just get rid of the tag titles? I have tried... My damnedest. I've given this shit every little fucking pass that I can. I'm tired of giving it a fucking pass. Now, they've done decent with the titles at first, and then they fucking sank. 
and then they did decent with him again, and then they fucking sank. And now they're just fucking floating on water over and over again. They're just floating there like, are they there? Should we keep them? What do we do with them? I don't know. How about you just fucking nuke the goddamn titles? Honestly, because everyone talks about... it's. Uh, there was talk about fucking a mid-card title. People still bring up a mid-card title for the women. So what? You want the women's division to be like the men's division so it has a main title, tag titles, mid-card title? Like, that's, that's way that too is much titles. fucking awful. The women's division for the main title already suffers enough. And then you got a tag division right now that suffers enough. Just focus on the fucking one title. Yeah. Focus on the one main titles. Like, that's it. So, we saw last week how the Usos jumped Shinsuke and Rick Boogs and then retained over the Viking Raiders. We went back to the ring. The Usos came out with their penitentiary unlocked segment where they pretty much will talk about what their WrestleMania plans were going to be. I wonder who their fucking plans were going to be. Come on. Out pretty much as they were doing this whole segment, out came Boogs and Nakamura. They pretty much told them that if they beat, if Jey Uso like lost to Rick Boogs, they were going to be, that was going to be the title match at WrestleMania. Well, it was kind of obvious it was going to be the title match at WrestleMania because why would the Usos just randomly attack Nakamura and Rick Boogs and then just nothing comes of it? <laughs> like, what? So Rick Boogs, of course, got the win. So, in a fucking short-ass match, like, this shit went probably two, maybe three minutes. It was just That's there generous. and over. It felt very short. It was just there and over with. In the end, Boogs got hit with his guitar. Uso stood tall. We have our tag title. We have our SmackDown tag title match for WrestleMania. So, okay. They once again showed what happened with Ricochet and Sami Zayn. And then we went to the main event, which was the Intercontinental title rematch. Sammy and Ricochet, honestly, this one was really good too. I still think their match last week was better. Yeah. I really do. It's just... this the, These two work together so well. Before we talk about this match, we have to talk about what happened like right before this match. Right. Right as the match was about to start... This was, I think, before Ricochet even came out. Right? No, they were both, oh, they in, were the both in the ring? That's right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Cause, so, both of them in the ring. The bell rings, and out comes Austin Theory, who comes out and gets in Pat McAfee's face again. Pat is just, like, so tired of his shit. They're, at each, they're, they're, they're spouting off at each other, and... Austin reaches up, smacks Pat again, knocks the headset off him, and this is just where Pat just snaps. He's had enough of it. Just done. Jumps the on the announce table, tackles, starts beating the hell out of Austin Theory. They both he just beat the hell out of Theory, threw him back over the table, started jumping him some more. They finally broke them up. They like escorted Pat out of the building, which I thought was fucking stupid. I really liked Michael Cole in this situation where he was just yelling fucking at Pat. Just wait, yeah. just wait. Yeah, it's don't let him it. get to you. Don't let him get to you. Like, you only have a couple weeks left. And I'm like, 
this is this that was a good situation for Michael Cole to be in, honestly. And again, this is a match, one of the main matches on WrestleMania. I don't remember what night they're on, but this is a match I'm looking forward to. It's had very little build, but it's Pat McAfee and it's Austin Theory. Give me it already. I can't wait to watch it. I really can't. If like, I'm being honest with you, they should probably start whatever night they're on. That'd be an interesting thing. Especially with the whole... It makes me think of the AJ and Shane McMahon thing. How that started the night. It would be, started WrestleMania it'll be a, year. It would be... I think, personally, it would be a very interesting and, like, entertaining It'd way to It'd be a hell start. of a way to start the show. Like, if that match give, gets time, and both of them look fucking fantastic, and it... Like, it, it could steal, like, the show before the show even actually gets fully off its wheels. Like, yeah. you start off with a hell of a fucking match like that, and it actually does like, perform well, and it's fucking really, really awesome, like, let's see the rest of the show top that, for Christ's sake. Yeah. So, Pat, of course, got escorted off of off of commentary. He got taken out of the building. I was disappointed, because I didn't want to just hear Michael Cole on commentary by himself. But, I digress. We also have, but again, we had a, a, a really good main event. Mm-hmm. Sammy and Ricochet killed it. These two work together so fucking well. It's amazing. Like, um, and again, Ricochet ends up retaining with a 630. I got a little concerned on the 630 because he hit Sammy in the leg. I thought, I was like, oh no, don't tell me Sammy's going to be out now too because that looked painful. Like, he didn't look, he looked like he didn't get enough, like, outward, ro- like, to rotate. He just kind of jumped up and fl- did the 630 and landed on him and I was like, oh no, not his leg. That's a little concerning, but there's been no, like, issue with Sammy right now, as far as I've seen, so, mm-hmm. good on that. I'm still, I'm actually kind of looking forward to the the Johnny Knoxville-Sammy Zayn match. I just want to see if Johnny Knoxville's going to do anything, instead of just go in the match, get the shit kicked out of him, and that's the match. I'll be like, "Ah, <laughs> come on! But, good to see Ricochet is Intercontinental Champion still. I want to know what he's going to do for WrestleMania. Like, are we going to have an IC title match at WrestleMania? Like, I just want to see what Ricochet is going to have for WrestleMania. It's going to be good to see him finally get a WrestleMania moment like that. And we get Sammy versus Johnny Knoxville, which should end up pretty damn well. I doubt he does anything, though, because there's nobody for him to face. Yeah, I really don't know who's left. You'd you'd have to put him in just some fucking... Uh, just a random, like, pre-show match. See, this is the prime example of why I say, of what I talked about, having your brand split-esque, but not actually having it again. Like, this would have been perfect to actually give somebody an IC title match. Instead of it having zero fucking challengers for Ricochet now, other than Sami Zayn. Like, let's get something different here. But, so, all of a sudden... As Ricochet is celebrating, Sammy's on the floor. We cut the camera to the back, and it ends up being a Charlotte and Ronda Rousey brawl in the parking lot. They were fighting around this red car where I honestly thought somebody's head was going through it. Yeah, I thought we were going to recreate the thing where uh, uh, Ronda, they were going to get handcuffed again, and then fucking Ronda's going to poke her head out of the fucking car and fucking... She's just gonna kick her. You know what? You know what was bizarre? 
Why did Charlotte have to change fucking outfits to fight Rhonda in the parking lot? She had to change into something more symbolic of herself. I mean, I said it last night. She's got a, she's got a lifetime, lifetime supply of fucking hefty bags. She's got to be wearing them. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said it. it's symbolic how fucking... It's pretty fucking fitting how Charlotte looked like she was wearing a trash bag. Because not only is she garbage, but this episode was garbage. Like, this episode was bad. Like, yeah, you had the IC title match, which was good. Like, really good, but you had fucking just so much stuff of just nothing. This show, the the butch situation, the fucking terrible, the, the scary fucking shit with, with Big E and the terrible tag match. Like, you had the Charlotte and Ronda stuff, which just isn't fucking interesting. Like, you had Pat and Austin Theory trying to get a little bit more build into their match since the fucking show is just so close, it feels like. And that was, like, one of the gen- like generally only good things of this. Yeah. Like, that and fucking Ricochet and Sammy was, like, probably, like, the only good things on the show, I feel like. Because, like, I- I'm-, I'm all out on the Roman and Brock stuff because of the unification shit. It's just, like, now we're get- now it's just too much. Like... You had the chance to just make this match at WrestleMania just be the end of it for them. And then you're just like, oh, here you go. Let's just make it all big, giant fucking stakes. So it's just, it's fucking just trash. Yeah. Not into it. So SmackDown was a rough one, but Monday Night Raw, complete different story. Complete different story. So the show kicked off again. Showing the fucking MSG stuff because they are just fucking all in and just literally loving the shit out of this right now. <laughs> I, I, again, I'm all out. I just, I can't get into it at all anymore. It's the fact that you're taking a title away from a brand is just fucking stupid. Every other show, like it's, it's dumb. It's really dumb. It's too much. It's not needed. So. And then the fact that they're like, they're taking away a title and then going to add a title as well. Yeah, the, back there was to Raw Yeah, there just, was the talk about that like we t- like I talked to you about this not on the show that it was they're talking about unifying the titles but not considering a unification at the same time. So they're going to take the WWE title because there's no fucking way that Roman loses. Yeah. If, if Brock wins this match at WrestleMania, I I fucking I don't know what to fucking do anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing my hands up and fucking just calling it. So, it, it, they're taking the they're gonna take the WWE title away from Raw, unify it with the Universal title, but still give Raw a title in the end. Like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, that's not a unification match. Like, you labeled this unification, but then you're not gonna fucking count it as unification. <clears throat> you're just gonna give a title back to Raw, like. Thanks. We'll take your title. Here, have a title. Like, what? That is the most confusing fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. That is the most jumbled mess ever. Like, I again, I'm all out on this match. I really just don't care anymore. So Raw kicks off with a triple threat for the Raw tag titles. Rollins and Owens, RK Bro, Alpha Academy. So... We started off the show with Owens and Rollins coming out, talking about how they were going to come out there and take the tag titles, so they had a reason to go to WrestleMania and everything else, and 
out came Gable and Otis again. I they added the shoosh shoosh to the to his intro to the to their intro music. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny though. Not gonna lie, kind of weird that they added it, but I get a chuckle out of it because I enjoyed Gable and his shoosh. And oh, thank you, like oh, thank you. Yeah, he's he's so fucking enjoyable. Him and Otis are fucking great together. I love it. I don't know why it works, but it works. Yeah. And, again, Rollins and Owens, for a team, for two guys that had a fucking feud for the longest time, and now they're teaming together, and it's fucking enjoyable as shit as well. And then, again, you got RK, bro. Just, how can you not love the two of them? I know a lot of people don't like them. There's people out there that don't like them. But I fucking love RK, bro. I really do. Because even Randy talks about... Because they started... He was They were talking to Riddle backstage before they came out. And he's like, I got myself a really big vocabulary, bro. And I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking funny. I'm like, he's so fucking funny. And he's just like, does Randy got any big words for the bro? And he's like, do I have any big words for the bro? He's like, yeah. I got a big word for the bro. He's like, the word is win. He goes, win at any cost right now. And I'm like, damn, Randy. And then Riddle got all fired up. And I'm like, oh shit. This is like, yeah, funny. so fired up they didn't even come out with his fucking scooter. He threw it to the side as he came out. Like, he came out, he got to the freaking, the, the, the two sides of the the guardrails next to the, the, the ramp. And he threw it to the side. And I was like, oh, he's got... Randy's got him fired up. This is interesting. And then we went to this match. This match, fucking, first off, already fucking done well because it's the fucking one from each team starting the match. You already fucking nailed this match before the fucking, the, before the entire match even happened. You already nailed this match. Yeah. That's as much as we love the, the, the triple threat at Revolution, like, again, that fucking match was amazing. But this one was just as amazing, if not even better. Because holy shit, this match was fucking insane. Yeah, this match ruled. There was one little slip up that I fucking caught, and that was it. And that was where Riddle was legal at the time, and Randy just freely entered the ring and had done a move and then got a pin, and he wasn't even legal. And I'm like, oh, I caught that one. (laughs) I caught that one. But then he got out of the ring, and then Riddle came back in, and I was like, okay, whew, because I, I, I had to rewatch the show this morning, because I didn't actually get to watch it. Mm-hmm. So I had to watch it this morning, which I did, and that was really the only slip-up I caught, because this match, my god, it was so fucking good. So fucking good. And, and do, we, do, we, do we bring up the fucking, the elephant in the room here? The fucking RKO. Yeah, that... For oh me, my god, it, that to me is easily top five RKO spots of all time. <laughs> that RKO was fucking incredible. Gable on the top rope, and he, we know how fucking amazing his moonsault is. Yeah. It is so clean. It looks fantastic. Just the flip into the from the moonsault and him coming down and Randy timing it. It went from Riddle on the ground. To Gable to the top to go for the moonsault on him. To Randy just climbing in, waiting at the right time, and grabbed him and dropped him in the RKO. And I was just fucking dumbfounded. It's not even like... 
you, you can't even say it's like one of the biggest like holy shit fucking arcade. It's just one of those fucking RKOs you want to lose your shit. Yeah. It's not like a huge one where you had to catapult him in the air and shit like that. It's just mm-hmm. literally perfect timing. Everything. And it was so fucking just mind-blowingly amazing on how clean it was and how fucking much Randy is so great at his timing with that. He just literally got to where Gable wasn't even like, was almost at the mat and he just grabs him and drops. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. We might just see one of the best RKO's Ever. Yeah. So, and... So, we get the... The stunner... The, the buckle bomb, stunner, stomp combo... On Gable. Right as the... As Rollins hits the stomp... Riddle grabs Rollins... Throws him over the top rope... Falls into the pin... And we got new tag team champions... With RK Bro again. Fucking outstanding match. Fucking amazing. Yeah. What a match to start off the show. Just, it, again, there's one little thing I have to talk about it with it, and it's, what, what was the point of taking the titles off of of RK-Bro if you were just going to put them back on them? Like, that's my one little flaw, but I enjoyed what we got out of Gable and Otis as tag champions. I really did. Yeah, I was confused too, because it was like, Gable and Otis as tag team champions were working, so yeah. it, it, it felt weird to fucking take the titles off of RK-Bro, to give it to Alpha Academy, to so quickly take it off of Alpha Academy just to put it back onto RK-Bro. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, do I, do I think they get their rematch at WrestleMania? Probably. Probably. Do I think we have another triple threat at WrestleMania? Probably. Maybe. With the street problem. Yeah, because... They technically own a win over... They, they, yeah, they beat Randy and Riddle. Yes, it was by, like, it, it may have been a botch at some point or a, or a, like a, it may have been an audible yeah, or but, something, but, but still, like they, he, say, they like, won the match. Like they say, a win is 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 a win. Yeah. We, <laughs> so, first off, Rollins and Owens. Rollins just fucking emotionless face. He's not blinking. Just, just walking up the up ramp. the fucking ramp. Just fucking hysterical. He's just like, well, there goes my plan. Kevin Owens sitting next to the steps, just distraught, is fucking, um, is one of the most fucking hysterical sights I thought of. Because all I thought of, because even when Randy and Riddle did their, like, aftermatch promo... Kevin Owens is still sitting there, and all I expected him was to be sitting there the entire night, just against the steps. I wish he was. I would have died <laughs> laughing so hard. Just every time somebody comes out, you just see Kevin Owens sitting against the steps, distraught. And I'd have been like, oh, you missed an opportunity here. It would have been so good. Because, like, just imagine people walking up to him and just looking at him and just going, Kevin, are you, uh... You okay? Just and like he's giving just, him a thumbs up and stuff like, you good? You, you good, buddy? Kevin not even acknowledging him, just sitting there like fucking emotionless, just, just standing just fucking, mm, uh, Missed opportunity there. And then right like, at the end of the show, you can see him like fucking get like an idea in his head and he fucking yeah. just sits up and he's like, he runs over, grabs a mic, he's like, I got an idea! Yeah, like it would have been perfect. But again, so 
Randy Orton grabbed the mic. I don't know why I made Kevin Owens sound like Mick Foley there. <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> Fucking so. Bye bye. <laughs> so Kevin Patrick came in the ring. He was trying to interview RK Bro after winning the match. They're talking to Riddle, telling him how it's like we're going to WrestleMania, and. Randy grabs the microphone and he literally flat out just says, I've been doing this for over 20 years and I've never had as much fun as I've had right now teaming with Matt Riddle. And I'm like, he fucking said it. And, he fucking said it. And then the funny thing was, he's like, I'm going to use the F word. And I was like, oh, we're going to, we're just going to say fuck. I'm <laughs> just going to say fuck on, on air, Randy. He's like, Riddle is my friend. I was like, oh. I was like, I was oh. like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't expect him to drop an F-bomb like that. Come on. But he, he said friend. He called him friend. Like, it, it's it's such a fucking enjoyable thing. These two are fucking great together. It, it's Randy just lightening it up and just having fun. Yeah. Just, just having fun. Like, what else can you ask for? RK-Bro is a fucking blast to watch. Hands down. So... We went to the break. We came back. I remember at one point. So here's the at the end here after the match, we had. We go to the we came to it. We had a twenty four seven title match was next. Oh god. So Dana Brooke defended against Tamina. We saw the. All the stuff that's been happening with Reggie and Dana Brooke, and Tamina and Akira Tozawa and just this. There's no interest in this shit still. I just don't care. It's fucking weird watching Reggie and Dana Brooke, like, kiss when they're fucking... When we know Dana Brooke is with somebody, like... Yeah. She's engaged. Yeah, like, fucking stop. Just fucking stop. Like, just just get rid of this shit. It just wasn't pointless. Like, yeah, woo, Dana Brooke was in her hometown. She's in Cleveland. Oh boy. She's in Cleveland and still got no fucking reaction. Because <laughs> she fucking sucks. Two dogs fucking humping in a back alley would have gotten more of a reaction than Dana Brooke did. I'd rather watch three paraplegics play fucking bowling with themselves as balls. Wow. Damn. What the hell? I'd rather see fucking three paraplegics, two people playing against each other, and the third paraplegic be a fucking bowling ball and watch them play bowling than watch Dana I, Brooke fucking wrestle. I could have watched somebody standing like on the side of the street drinking fucking toxic sludge and it would have got a more fucking overreaction than Dana Brooke did in her supposed home, in her own hometown. Like, and the, the Mike Rome, the announcer, did the the usual thing to get the fucking crowd hyped up right? when they say like that when she's they're in her, in, when they're in their they're hometown like, they're like from Cleveland Ohio <sighs> and they're just like yeah we're just, that's us we're Cleveland it was fucking just it was rough it was just it was a 24-7 segment for in every fucking sense of the word just garbage literally the only thing any Anywhere remotely funny about this is continuously seeing Tazawa's reaction. Yeah, at one point, like, before the match had happened, Tamina was warming up. Yeah, we first we see a fucking 
uh, uh, of like a video of Dana Brooks saying, "Hey, can you, Reggie? Can you give me a good luck kiss?" And they kiss, Ugh. and then when she comes out, they cut to fucking Tamina warming up. First off, and, she's got new music. Yeah, which and is awful. No, I like it. I hate it. I like it. I ra- I rather hear that. Then hear fucking what you what you think the whole entire time. Fuck no. that. You know what's fucking scary though by watching when I watch Tamina, just how much she looks like her father. <laughs> She's starting to look so much like Jimmy Snuka, and it's fucking cra- It's fucking bizarre. I'm like, oh god, she really does look like her father now. Whoa. Yeah, we we cut to a fucking video and. Uh, Tamina's warming up and Tamina starts to walk away and Tazawa's like, wait, I want to give you a good luck kiss. And Tamina just says nothing. Or she says, good luck, right? And then she just fucking... She grabbed him by the face. She grabbed him by the face and gave him a kiss again like last week. Vacuums his insides yeah, out. Threw him against the freaking loading dock door and he's like, that's a lot of luck. And at the end of the match, after Tamina loses... Tazawa goes, Dana Brooke, you cheated. He goes, you didn't win this match. He goes, the winner of the match is the apple of my eye. And I'm like, the love of my life. Yeah, and I'm like, oh boy. So he stands there with his arms open, trying to, getting ready to do another kiss. And I'm just thinking, oh God, I bet you Tazawa's got Creed in his head right now. He's singing, with arms wide open the entire time. She walks up to him. Puts his arms to his side. She walks away. Tazawa gets all distraught and upset. And then she just kind of looks over at him. Blows him a kiss. He catches it. Puts it on himself. And then she just kind of smiles and walks away. He smiles and follows her. And I'm like... Okay. Thank God this is over. But okay. There you go. So... Kevin Patrick was backstage with Seth Rollins. He tried to ask about what happened in this match, how they weren't going to go to WrestleMania, and Seth Rollins just zero fucking anything, just standing there like, he had to bring it up, didn't he? He's like so pissed, just... <sighs> he's probably thinking about the fact that he's going to potentially go into a match with Cody Rhodes. <laughs> what a fucking blah match that's going to be. I really, I really can't. I don't, I don't want to get into that at all right now. Yeah, especially since it's fucking dirt sheets and dirt sheets are bullshit. Yeah, at this point. So, again, the announcers hyped Lesnar and Reigns because it's the biggest match in WrestleMania history, you know? Blow me. Yeah, right. We went back to the ring. We out came the Miz. This is fucking stupid, too. Yeah, this, this, this was probably the worst thing on Raw. The Miz... And that's saying something, because we just had a 24-7 thing. Yeah. The and Miz, I would rather watch the 24-7 thing than watch a minute of Yeah, because at least, at least if somebody got a chuckle out of the 24-7 title stuff, it would be worth it. But this shit isn't funny. This shit's not it's enjoyable. It's not funny. It's not entertaining. It's, it's not enjoyable. So, Miz pretty much comes back to Cleveland again, brought Logan Paul, who I guess is also from fucking Cleveland, which I didn't fucking know at all, didn't really care, because it's Logan Paul, who gives a shit about Logan Paul. 
just there's it's it pretty much in the beginning was a fucking Cleveland appreciation thing. Yeah, they were basically it, they were basically just kissing Cleveland's ass. Then Jerry the King Waller comes out and says, "Who apparently was born in Cleveland?" He mm-hmm. comes out. He says that WrestleMania should one year should be hosted in Cleveland. And then the Miz just starts shitting on Cleveland. Yeah, and says that. They should do like everything everyone else does in Cleveland and just leave, and then him and Logan Paul leaves. Yeah, it, it was it was so fucking stupid. He he pretty much said like stuff like Cleveland couldn't handle the, even the just the pyro from WrestleMania. The only time they ever see pyro is when the lake catches on fire, and I'm like, yeah, it was, it's a lot of Cleveland references that I don't understand. Yeah, I just I I didn't because I'm not from Cleveland. This this whole Miz. Logan Paul Mysterio's thing is 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 another fucking match of just who seriously gives a shit. Yeah. Like Logan Paul is fucking abysmal to watch anything of. Nobody cares. Nobody I don't watch his fucking YouTube videos. I don't watch his if he does fucking streaming, I don't watch his fucking streams. I don't give a shit about his boxing career. I don't give a shit about him being here. Like the hell out of here. Yeah. Like, the hell out of here. The Miz, just the same. The Miz is fucking awful. There is nothing about The Miz that's different. There's nothing about The Miz that's enjoyable. Like... The Miz has been the same fucking person for 13 years. Right? Like, I told you this. Like, when like people fucking gush over his fucking promos... But when you listen, actually sit and listen to his promos, is there anything new out of a Miz promo? No. It's literally just, where's my respect? Oh, this is respect. How come you're not respecting me? Like, maybe because you're dog shit. How about that? Like, yeah, maybe because you're fucking annoying. It's just, just didn't care. I did not fucking care. And it, it luckily, it, this segment felt like it drug on. Like, this was long. This was was long. It was so long, and it it felt so... It felt so much longer because it was so fucking uninteresting. Yeah, it really felt like a drug on, and it was really bad. So, we saw the recent happenings with Ziggler and Rude and Braun Breaker and Champa, where the tag match was last week. I thought it was fucking awesome. They apparently had another... The, kind of the rematch, I guess you could say, on Raw there that night. So, again, Breaker on NXT. To me, I still think he's 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 safe. He's not going to suffer the fucking name change and the gimmick change and all this other shit because he's part of 2.0, WWE's version of how they want NXT to be. They already have Braun Breaker in what he's going to be, and that's it. So Braun Breaker's safe, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. So him and Champa teaming up against the Dirty Dogs. Again, a really good match. It was good. Yeah. I'll give it that. I still think their tag match on NXT was better. This was ju- this was good. This was pretty good for what it was. It, 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 it seeing it again and then and the good thing was Breaker got the win cuz even after that Breaker's celebrating in the ring. Ziggler grabs the microphone and told him, "You got one over on the old Dirty Dogs." He goes, but when you turn your back on Tommaso Ciampa, I'm going to be there to take advantage of that. And, 
Of course, we know what happened when it came to NXT with the NXT title. Yeah. So, if you didn't hear that whole entire spiel we went on, go listen to our yeah, fucking our last episode. Thursday's episode. Yes. Because you, you put it out the same day, right? I did. I made sure, too, because I wanted to get it out there. I didn't want to wait, really. At least if it was out there, people could find it anyway. So, mm-hmm. again, the, the tag match was good. I enjoyed it. I just think their tag match on NXT was a hell of a lot better. Yeah. It was, sure. it was, had so much more action. So, suddenly, we get a vignette talking about almost. <sighs> I, I just can't get into almost. I don't care. What's, if I remember correctly, this is where they, this, they had the weird angle where the cameraman was basically on the floor looking up at almost to make him look taller and I'm thinking to myself he's 7 foot 4. Sarah Schreiber was talking to him and she wasn't even on screen. She had to like stand off to the side to talk to him while the camera had to like crouch down but look up at yeah, him. Yeah, the and I'm cameraman like... was literally like laying on the floor in the fucking fetal position looking up at fucking Omos and I'm like he's He's seven foot four. Why do you have to make him look like he's ten foot eight? Exactly. He's already tall enough, first off. So, we had a match of Omos and Apollo Crews. And wasn't this the promo where Omos is like, I'm, I'm going to run through everyone until I get the, the, the respect yeah. that I deserve. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take my WrestleMania moment instead of waiting for it. Like, yeah, your WrestleMania moment was fucking canceled this year, Omos. It's... There's nothing interesting about Omos at all. No. I don't care how tall he is. I don't care if he's got... I do have to say one thing, and you're probably not going to agree with this. We'll see. Go for it. At least he's understandable when he talks. That's a good thing. And he doesn't actually... He's not actually the worst on promos. It's not like I was sitting in there like, okay, just fucking go on. I was like, all right, well, that, that wasn't bad. I can give him that. He can, he, he's was, not, he's sh- not on, he's not like fucking where it's like, God, I need subtitles to understand what the fuck almost is yeah. saying. He's not like Kali. Yeah. But, he's, he's not like Kali in that sense, I yeah. can say. This just. But in ring, he's, he's Kali 2.0. Yeah, it's just, so, Apollo Crews and almost was coming up. They went to a commercial when almost came out to the ring. We got the. Again, the stuff would happen with Bobby Lashley, where they're still calling it... I don't know it, why they keep fucking showing this. I don't know why the fuck they're still saying concussion protocol. Just fucking say, it's a shoulder injury. Yeah, but they they have to fucking play it up like it's storyline. I, I don't, don't know care why they keep is. showing this. It's been like six weeks now. Yeah, I just... There's no point in showing it at all. So they went back to the ring. Apollo Crews didn't even get a fucking entrance. It's just... Almost is... Omos, Omos was fucking more interested on Commander Aziz on the outside than Apollo Crews. Can I say this? Corey Graves is a fucking idiot. Because he proceeded to say that Omos is not like all the other giants of past. He's not a big lumbering fool... He's an actual competitive athlete that he's got speed and everything else. And I'm like, 
Corey. If that's the case, I would love to see it. I heard Corey Graves... I sure, I sure as hell haven't seen any of that. I heard Corey Graves say that, and my jaw drops. And I'm like, you, you're you trying to gas up almost. You're trying. And you're and by trying, I mean you're really trying. What? If that's the case, Mr. Graves, I would love to fucking see it. I have said it a thousand times so far on this show. Out of the fucking now 15 episodes we've done. A thousand times. I've said it even beforehand. Before the show even became a thing. The giant in wrestling does not work anymore. Like, you can't gas up almost at this point. Nothing. Yeah, big deal. He's tall. Big fucking deal. He still doesn't wrestle for shit. He's slow. He fucking has to do the whole, I hit move. Now I gotta walk around the ring like a moron, like, I fuck out of here. I hit move, now I have to roar like big brachiosaurus. It's just, it's so, uh, the giant in wrestling doesn't work. I will say this till the fucking, it, it not does anymore. not work anymore. It's not fucking about, the giant in wrestling was an attraction. It's something you wanted to see because... Big guy. like yeah, it's, it's not about big, gigantic, imposing figures anymore. No, because even like we said, big guys nowadays have some athleticism to them. Big deal. Almost can kind of run fast when he wants to. And I'm like, sure, I'm, it's kind of unrealistic for us to believe a guy over seven foot tall is going to be doing fucking things that, that like... I don't expect him to. Or fucking Keith Lee could do. That's my thing. I don't expect almost to. He he could... We expect some sort of fucking movement and not all big guys to be the same. Like, he literally has the same finisher as Kali. He's literally... They literally fucking replaced Kali in, like, the history of Kali with Omos. Because they're like, oh, well, we ain't got Kali no more. We have Omos... That's a good replacement. Like, again, the only thing almost has over Kali is at least he can kind of move more. And he can fucking talk. Yeah. Big deal. It's not exciting. It's not interesting anymore. Yeah. Like, the day the man takes a bump, we might have a different conversation here. But the fact that he's not taking a fucking bump even once is not something. I do have to say, though, I do have a very small smidgen of interest for Omos and Commander Aziz. You want to know this? You want to know the crazy thing? I said the same thing. There's something about seeing Omos and Commander Aziz as much as fucking Commander Aziz. Boy, oh boy, we're reaching for some fucking excitement here. There's something about the two of them that you look at that match and go, "Hmm. Maybe?" For me, I don't know. For me, it's such a simple thing. If you want to get me to pop, the very simple thing to do is just put two big guys face to face. It doesn't matter if they're fucking important or like, like, like in a bigger re- retrospect to everyone else. It doesn't matter. They could be fucking jobber big men and they could be face to face together. And I'm like, yeah, woo. <laughs> Fucking like, big men. Well, it's like it's like the first time we saw Braun Strowman and the Big Show. Yeah. Face to face. 
As much as it was like, oh Big God. Show wasn't fucking important at that time, but yeah. it's fucking Braun Strowman and the Big Show. Yeah, it was Big Show technically slimmed down like a motherfucker. This was in shape fucking Big Show. Yeah. Like he was, at that time, like that match with Braun Strowman is fucking awesome to watch. Yeah. Like I love that match. The the ring collapse fucking spot. Almost yeah. all of the Big Show Braun Strowman matches were good. Yeah, as much as, like, again, it was big giant men fucking locking up. Fucking two bulls clashing in a fucking arena. Like, yeah, I understand. But there was just something about it that was fucking interesting. And that's why, like, as much as we look at the big guy and you see him face all these smaller guys and you go, Ugh, the big guy is just kind of blah there. When you watch two big guys go at it, you just kind of look at it and go, hmm, maybe something could come out of this. And that's like, the thing, too, with bigger guys. It's like, when you put them against these smaller guys, the the fun thing is is to watch the fucking big man hurl the big the, the smaller dude through the air. Yeah. Omos doesn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, take the Braun Strowman and Big Show match. Like... To watch Braun Strowman sitting on the second rope but come off the second rope and get caught in a choke slam is a fucking crazy sight to watch. Having him come off the second rope again and get caught with a WMD is fucking crazy. And then you watch the superplex that breaks the fucking ring. Like, two fucking big guys like that should not be on the top rope. But then they go on the top rope and the fucking ring just says, I ain't, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> like, fuck that. Like... It's a fucking, there's some kind of intrigue when it's two big guys, but when it's like a big guy against a little guy, you expect him to be fucking hurled through the fucking right? sky. And almost but just almost doesn't, doesn't do that. Yeah, almost is not impressive when it comes to small guys. Like when he comes to having jobber matches, he's just not that impressive. Like, again, there is something about almost and Commander Aziz that I look at and I'm just like, hmm. Maybe something good can come out of this? I don't, I don't know. About know. good. It'll be entertaining to see them fucking slap their meat against each other. No, <laughs> no, hold on. Let me read <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 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 It'll be fun for them to lock horns. There, there we go. go. All right. So we end up. So after that's that. A, that's a different website. See two big men slap their meats together. That's a different website. Oh god! So we still we still hyped Edge showing up. We went to a commercial. We came back. We saw how Edge took out AJ. Where again, thank God it was fucking AJ. Mm -hmm. Took out AJ with two concertos. They then introduced Edge, who came out with a blue spotlight. I have to say, when he came out in the first spotlight, he looked like Malachi Black. He had a suit on and everything, and just by his his beard and his hair and everything. Yeah, he... He looked like Malachi Black. He looked like so many people with his hair up and the blue light on. He looked yeah. like so many different people. I was like... Are you sure this like, is Edge? Like, it's... It was, it was weird to see. It was, like, interesting. Like, just watching him come out to no music again... Just kind of walks down the ramp, gets in the ring. Edge told, pretty much picks up the mic and he goes, You think you know me? And I'm like, You're a dick. And I love it. <laughs> Keep going. He says, But AJ does not. He says, He'll speak directly to AJ, who's at home, and then AJ should put the kids to bed for this one. He kept saying, And I was like, Oh, here we go. We're going Samoa Joe lengths here, telling 
Put the kids away. Don't let them see this shit. So he said last week's attack was for AJ to help him. Edge needs the best AJ Styles at WrestleMania. The flesh tearing pit bull, he kept saying. Edge goes on and said he helped AJ last week, but AJ actually helped him too. Edge says it was like his brain finally cracked open and finally the real Edge was free to fly and it felt so good. Edge says he's fallen in love with this new version of himself. He says he finally feels control in the ring, in control of any and everything that will happen in this industry. Crowd was booing him like crazy. Still, Edge just kind of looked around and listened to them boo the entire time. Edge then says, AJ, uh, AJ tells AJ he's standing on the mountain of omnipotence and the view is phenomenal. And that's when Edge just dropped the mic, let the crowd boo, and then the segment ended. And I was just like, quick, short, works. It's it's Edge. It Right now, Edge and AJ is still a match I cannot wait to see. Yeah. I am just, they, these guys can do the littlest fucking thing to continue this build. And again, the fact that it's AJ Styles and Edge in a match, I'm already fucking excited enough. Mm-hmm. The, the little bits here and there are going to make it even better, as far as I'm concerned. So, the screen went black. We came back after, like, maybe 20 seconds. They also show what happened in earlier on with the tag title match. They kept showing the hell out of that RKO. So, Kevin Patrick was backstage with Kevin Owens. Bert, I should say, was with Kevin Owens. Because... <laughs> Kevin can't have, because never, two Kevins can't be in the same spot, according to Kevin Owens. He was with Kevin Owens for comments on what happened in the opener. Owens says, we don't see him as distraught as Seth Rollins was, because the feeling he had when he realized they weren't going to WrestleMania, he never wants to feel it again, and he'll never have to because he had an epiphany. He has an idea, and that idea will change his entire WrestleMania future. Kevin Patrick asks if Owens wants to share, and he says, no, not yet. He still has some details to iron out, but he has a plan, and he'll share it with everyone later tonight. So, awesome. We got a a, ta- a women's tag match, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Carmella, and Queen Zelina. Again, we kind of just talked about this briefly when we talked about the, the women's tag match on SmackDown. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan are a team now. They ended up winning this match, so they got added to the tag title match at WrestleMania. I I don't really mind the pairing. Liv and Rhea? Yeah, I don't mind the pairing. Yeah, I don't mind it either. Can I make a It sucks. It sucks, though, because we want to see Liv do more and Rhea do more. But they're going for the tag titles, which the two of them as a team feels like it works. Mm -hmm. Don't know why. Just feels like it works. It works, in my opinion, works more than uh, Rhea and Nikki. Yeah, it Raya and Nikki like it. It worked for a little bit. Yeah, but when you sit down and keep looking at it, you go, uh, "It doesn't really work. It just doesn't work." Jo- I do. I do want to shortly bring up the fact that towards the end of the match, when Carmelo went to the outside and was like fucking all like in Corey Graves's face and fucking lovey dovey, it's clearly obvious that those two are gonna be like a a character type thing 
Uh, like, they're going to be a character together. But can I just say that Ray Ripley fucking woman-handled Selena <laughs> Vega during that Riptide. <laughs> she fucking... She absolutely fucking demolished her. She... She put her in the pump handle for the Riptide and literally just picks her up and carries her. Like a she fucking child. Fucking yoinks her up in the fucking air, slams her, and then fucking bends her over in a position that only fucking Malachi has ever done. <laughs> that is hysterical that you went there. Oh my god, like... Absolutely just fucking destroys Zelina. Yeah. In the end, I thought I thought the tag match was fine. I did. I yeah, thought it was it fine. Wasn't, it wasn't anything to write home about, yeah, but it, was, it, it wasn't bad. It was fine for what it was, honestly. Liv and, and Rhea Ripley are in the match now at WrestleMania. Again, trying to get some kind of fucking, you know, intrigue in this women's title, tag title match at WrestleMania... Again, I, I, I'm just not for the titles anymore. I've yeah. tried so much to defend them and give them any little freaking spot that they can have, and it's just, it. I'm, I'm just overdoing it now. I'm just over trying to come up with any kind of excuse that just goes, yeah, they're doing fine with this now. Like, they're, they're really not. Yeah. The titles are just irrelevant. Just, just, just get rid of them, please. And it just all boils down to the fact that the rosters are so... F- Slim. Yeah, and they, again... They need to start bringing... I know this is going to contradict what we said before, but they need to start bringing the older guard from NXT back up. They need to start bring, bringing them up, and that doesn't mean they, that they should change their name, but they should fucking start bringing them up. I mean, I'm still, I'm still against the fact that they fucking introduced two sets of women's tag titles. If you were going to have it, it should have stayed with one. It really should have. Yeah. If you wanted to make this fucking convincing at this point, with all the teams that we just saw now in NXT... But the thing with NXT is that they could always refilter, like, the people back in. Like, you could have, like, these, uh... Like, the people that they start using as, uh, jobbers, like Fallon Henley and Tatum Paxley and Mm -hmm. fucking, uh... The other Those two could be a team if they wanted. Who's the other fucking one that's... I don't remember her name. I don't remember either. I'm trying to remember she who. She just had a jobber match. Yeah. Whoever Nikita Lyons beat in oh, her yeah. first match. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Tatum. No. Oh, well. Anyway. She... They... Again, like you said, they 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 can recycle women. Yeah. But even then... The main roster can't do that. Mm, yeah. That's true. I mean, Tatum Paxley and Fallon Henley could be a tag team if they want. Yeah. The two of them could be a team. And or that's what's if you good even want, them. because from the looks of it, they're trying to make Tatum Paxley like a diamond mine recruit. You could mm-hmm. have her eventually get to the point that she's in the diamond mine and her and Ivy could be a consistent team. Yeah. It, again, it. you're right. They do have more women to recycle. They can recycle women. They it's, can put through... It's, a, it's very simple for NXT to just bring women in yeah. and put them into situations where they're in tag teams it you can't really do that on the main roster you're forced to make mm-hmm. makeshift teams yeah. and see what works that's yeah. why I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing like Dewdrop and fucking Nikki as a team 
or two, like the two like Scottish women yeah. together. That'd be interesting. Or keeping Natalia and Shayna as a tag team, or <laughs> fucking turning Shotzi back into a face and teaming her with Aaliyah. That'd be interesting. I could see that. Again, you have bring fucking Casey and Caden up to the main roster because they, I they're probably I hate to say it, but they're not going to win tag team titles down in NXT. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think so at this point. They've had a lot of title matches, like actual opportunities at titles at the titles, and they've had a lot of like actual title matches themselves. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to win them in in NXT at all. I think they would have a better a better chance on the main roster to win them. Probably, which honestly I don't think they have a lot to worry about either going up there. So we'll have to just see what happens. Like again, I'm I I still just have with how little they fucking put into the women's tag division. I I I still lean on the side of just getting rid of it. Yeah, like. I try, like I said, I try to just give it opportunities, and I do over and over again. And it's like, I give it, I gave it the opportunity, and then I have to take it back because it's just not working. And then I give it another opportunity, and then I take it back, and it's just constant same thing over and over again. Like, and now we're at a state where it's been again, it's just been pretty fucking low. Right now, you went from two teams to one team. To throw to, to throwing a team together, and then you throw another team together, and then you're probably gonna break up another one because one's gonna be leaving for her wedding day, like. And then we're back to two teams again, like. And the thing is, is that like they could very easily make more teams. This division, it's does, just the fact that they don't. Yeah, this division can't last, and can't stay relevant with two teams having to try to carry it. Yeah, it doesn't it, work. And the thing also is that I say that they can make tag teams, but there's so little tag teams that they can make because the women's rosters in themselves are so thin. Mm-hmm. And this is why another reason that would come in handy with what I've talked about numerous times. Just, I, 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 I don't want to be that guy to keep bringing it up, but I'm just, I'm putting it out there. Like, it's it's an option. Like, it, it works. It would work. Yeah. But, so we saw how Finn beat Damian Priest and won the United States title last week. It was a great match. Awesome to see Finn Balor finally win the United States title. We then went to Finn Balor against Austin Theory. Ended up being a pretty good match in its own right. Like, we know how much these two have had had a feud for the longest time. Like, Finn was out because of having the match with Austin Theory for a while. Mm -hmm. Now he's back. He's won the United States title. Austin Theory's in the process of building more towards the Pat McAfee match. So, Finn ends up going for the coup de grace at one point. Out came Damian Priest, who's dressed in all black now. So now I'm thinking he's completely locked into the Damian side, which I'm completely fine with. Throws Finn Balor off the top rope for a DQ. And if you think about one thing right now, what did Damien Priest do to Finn Balor after the match? He hit him with a razor's edge. Yeah. Which he did last week. We know what his actual finish is. The Reckoning. The Reckoning, which is a pretty much copy of The Crossroads. 
So something tells me that the Cody shit might be legit because of the fact that he's not using the Reckoning. He's yeah. been using the Razor's Edge a lot. So if you can put those two and two together, it's kind of given a little bit of signs here. It may be convenient, but it also could be a possibility. Yeah. Or it could be bullshit. It's there. Who the fuck knows? But Priest is now locked into his Damien side. Again, we talked about it. I think we're getting Damien versus Demon at WrestleMania. Yes, please. I want to see Damien Priest decked out in some fucking crazy looking shit. I want to see what crazy looking like design Finn Balor is going to have as the demon. So all for it. Mm -hmm. So we went back to see, we saw the, the flashback of what Bianca did to Becky, where she hit her with her hair. Mm -hmm. Becky wasn't on the show, which again, it's not needed for her to be on the show every week. Well, it doesn't need to be. It's not needed, but it's also understandable why she's not here. Because yeah. didn't she fucking break her voice box at, Supposedly, a, at a live event? Yeah, I think it was the one in Canada or something like that. She did something to her voice box. But, again, even if it wasn't because of that, she doesn't need to be on the show every week. She's the complete opposite of what Charlotte does every time. Yeah. Charlotte's got to be on the show every week because how dare she not be on the show? Becky can... Afford to not be on the show every week. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to be there every week. But she probably just shows up because... Why the fuck not? Because she actually gives a shit. Unlike Charlotte. Yeah. Who doesn't give a shit about anybody else but herself. Her overrated fucking android ass. So... Bianca was backstage... Having an interview quick. She had her, her shirt on that I was kind of like... That's kind of a funny fucking shirt. Mm-hmm. The... Thou, Thou shalt, shalt not. not touch my hair thing. Yeah. Don't try me. I was like, that's a pretty good shirt. I'm not going to lie. So, Belair says she has one simple rule. Don't touch her hair. She says she doesn't need her hair to win. Her and Becky at WrestleMania, main eventers. Like, her, her, and, her and Becky at WrestleMania, they're both main eventers. And should be out there tearing it up. And, but Becky got what she was asking for. Belair goes on and declares that she will leave WrestleMania as the Raw Women's Champion. Again, simple promo. I I honestly hope they main event. Yeah. I really do. As much as, again, it's going against the Royal Rumble and the Royal Rumble winner is supposed to main event and all that shit like that. It's more, it would, it's more of an interesting match than Ronda and Charlotte. It's got more story than fucking Ronda, Ronda and, Charlotte. and Charlotte. And it's more fucking, like... Would you rather leave WrestleMania night one just eh, happy if Ronda wins the title or the possibility of Charlotte retaining and us leaving just disappointed at the end of the night? Or would you rather just fucking get ecstatic at the possibility of these two tearing it up and Bianca more than likely winning again? But again, she main events Mania and wins. Like, come on. I would rather watch these two main event than even sit through like Charlotte and Rhonda later in the night. Like whew. So we went to the ring. Kevin Owens came out to make his big announcement. We kind of just talked about this. Kevin Owens took some digs at at Texas Legends like JBL but said like the horns on his limo 
would be a more would it be a better conversation than having him on the KO show because yeah, he talked he, about having a big call, KO show at WrestleMania. He called him a millionaire blowhard. Oh, that's great. He talked about, like I said, he talked about how the the horns on his limo would end up being a better convert like a better conversation than JBL himself. So that checked that box out. He talked about Booker T talking about him on social media. He talked about how Booker is from Texas, but he was in a tag team called Harlem Heat. Yeah, and I was he, like, he said that he, he shows so much fucking dedication to, to shitty old Texas. Mm-hmm. But for 20 years of his career, he was in a tag team called Harlem Heat. Yeah. And then told him, talked about the King Booker stuff, how he had a terrible British accent. Yeah. It was just like, so you're out of the list. He talked about Shawn Michaels. He says, you're a full-on Texas man. He says, but I'm a full-on Canadian guy. And he says, out of respect for Bret Hart, you're not on the list anymore. And I'm like, well, we know where we're going here. And he talked about that the guy that the person he wanted to pick is a washed-up shell of his former self. And he's probably sitting around drinking beer. And he said the bottom line is, and I was like, oh, well... Here it is. Make it more obvious, Kevin. Yeah, right? Like, And pretty much called out Stone Cold. We ended up getting Stone Cold's answer. Again, I am just happy it's not a match. I, I am really happy. I have to happy. say that for 50-some years old, however old fucking Stone Cold is, he could still cut a fucking promo. It, it, he's still got it every time. But Stone Cold has never had an issue talking. Ever. Like, who has ever looked at Stone Cold and said, that man can't cut a promo? Yeah, but if we're being realistic here... That man could be 90 and still walk out there with a microphone. He'll have a beer in one hand and a microphone and a fucking middle finger for everybody. Yeah, but if we're being realistic here, when Stone Cold comes out for his special appearances, he doesn't really cut a promo. He kind of just does his normal thing. Like, he just does the fucking... He does, he talks and then stops to let the people say what and does fucking, uh, that's the bottom line, yeah. cause Stone Cold said so. Uh, he does like his, his greatest hits. This is the first time in probably a while that we've heard Stone Cold just cut a promo on someone. Again. Like a full-blown promo. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, again, like I said, I'm happy it's not a match. I really am. But I, you have to, you have to... You have to put into consideration that it could become one. Because Stone Cold himself even brought up the fact yeah, I know. of a match in the promo. I know, he but said, I really He said don't. whether it's a talk show, a full-blown match, it doesn't matter. Because I'm a, I'm a, I have one more can of whoop-ass to open up. Uh, I, I just, I really hope it's not a match. I, I You can't get any better than... Losing your last match, like even Austin said it, you you should always lose your last match. And he lost the match to one of his biggest rivals that he's ever had in The Rock. Like, there's no better send-off than losing to somebody that you've had some of the greatest WrestleMania matches with, just some of the greatest matches that you had with in The Rock. Like, there's no need to come back out and have a match with Kevin Owens like I'm not trying to belittle Kevin Owens here I'm just saying there's no point in it if like I said I'd rather him come out 
have the segment, have it be like Piper's Pit at WrestleMania, where the two of them just have a thing, somebody else comes out, Austin stuns whoever the fuck it is, let it be Owens if it wants to be, or let it be Rollins if it wants to be, somebody else just intervenes, Austin hits a stunner, Kevin Owens tries to get feisty, tries to hit Austin with a stunner, Austin grabs his foot and spins him around, gives him the bird, drops Kevin Owens, and that's a segment. We just wrap it up there. Even if it's not a match, I kind of just want Stone Cold to do his greatest hits again. Like, <sighs> I I want to see him fucking stomp a mud hole. I want to see him do right? the Fez press. He can just, do it then. Just let him do the fucking... He can then. Just let it him do his have greatest to be, hits. It doesn't have to be a match. Literally. If the fucking thing turns into a brawl, Austin just lays out fucking just goes ham on fucking Kevin Owens. Like... Fez press, mud hole stomping, middle fingers and an elbow drop, fucking something. Just middle finger straight up, stunner. Have drop him on his fucking stack of dimes that he calls a neck. <laughs> you can even do the fucking thing if you want Kevin Owens to go all of a sudden just go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then he starts to try to have a beer bash with him. And that's when Owens tries to get feisty, goes for the stunner. He's got the beer in his mouth. Austin spins him around, hits him with the stunner. Beer goes flying. Austin just has a beer bash. We celebrate. We all just fucking get... We're all happy. We saw Stone Cold at WrestleMania in Texas. Plain and simple. It would be just... I, I don't think it needs to be a full-on match. It does not need to be. The, se the segment would be fucking enjoyable enough as it is. Kevin Owens is a fucking hell of a promo. Stone Cold is a hell of a fucking promo. The two of them are going to be as entertaining as fuck together. Like, yeah. that's all you need. Nothing else. If you want Austin to go full-on fucking greatest hits... Then that's what the brawl turns into. There's, I don't think there's anything you could possibly do to make someone not excited to see Stone Cold. It's like not Stone Cold showed up on three sixteen day in the pandemic and had a fucking segment with Becky Lynch and Byron Saxton okay. of all people, and it was entertaining. You know why it was entertaining? Because he kicked fucking Byron Saxton the dick on the stunner, and that's fucking entertaining enough. And Byron Saxton took that fucking stunner like a man. I'll, I'll give fucking Byron Saxton one... You can't forget the one... Street Profits being involved in that, too. Yeah, I'll give Byron Saxton one fucking props, and that's he took that stunner like a goddamn man. <laughs> he did, too. And I still feel bad for that. I still cannot... I could never rewatch that moment, ever. Having 316 Day in front of nobody is... It, it's so hard to watch. Yeah. It's, it's so sad around the time because of how fucking ridiculously like awful the fucking pandemic was at that time it, and it, just that was pre-thunderdome uh, just before the thunderdome like my Where they god they were just doing it in an empty arena yeah you could hear everything yeah, every it was, fucking little goddamn noise there was no piped in crowd there was, was no fucking piped in chants it was just and that's the bottom line cuz stone cold said so dead silence like it was just it's so sad i could never watch that moment again ever and all i hope of and every time i think of it i just go thank god nowadays because we could have 316 day in front of fans again 316's coming up yeah but it's not on raw though i don't think i don't think it's on raw though check your calendar real quick. i just there's no way because today's the 12th it's saturday uh the 14th is monday yeah, we can't have three four. We can't have three fourteen day. The only fucking person that could have that is probably Aaliyah. Yeah, true. And, and she's, she's not on Raw. Down. Yeah, so <laughs> nice try. So again, 
I think I, I think a segment is what's going to make it better. It does not need to be a match. But that's it. We covered it. This was our week. Last night had a fucking rough show. Definitely a fucking rough show. Don't think I ever want to go back and watch that show ever again. Yeah. And Raw was really good. It had some things on it we didn't like. But there was a lot of fucking ups in this one. So, again, episode number 15, in the books. Jot it down, hit the check mark, put it in anywhere you want to. Throw, store it in the fucking files in the back room somewhere. Shouts out to Marcus for having a laugh with me during <sighs> SmackDown. You two were ridiculous. Ridiculous. Hey, instead of coping, you just gotta laugh about it. You're lucky I didn't fucking give you the Chad Gable shoosh the entire time. Because I would have. It was so... And I, I, I cannot wait to fucking suffer through this shit. For the next fucking month and a half or not or more. Oh, God. Anyway. Just give him a last name. No! We're not calling him Butch. I don't look at Pete Dunne and call him Butch. I, I'm... At this point, I'm just... I'm, give him a last name. No. Just call him, like, Butch Hansen or something. Oh, God. That already sounds fucking awful. Butch Hansen. Butch fucking Morris or something. Literally no. anything. I don't want to call him just Butch. If you could see me right now, anybody, you would see my just absolute... He literally just had his fucking forehead in his hand. Do you, do you, <laughs> you can feel the pain radiating off me right now. Just, I can't. Anyway, this is it. Episode 15, In Time Wrestling Podcast. Pretty much on, almost, almost on every platform you could find it right now. You could follow me at JustinTime211. You can follow me on Twitter at JeremyInTime721. And we are out of here.